0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Snow Glass Apples by Neil Gaiman and Colleen Doran. Collecting issues, none to none, of the 2019 series published by Dark Horse Comics.
1: What do you mean,
0: Ben? None and none. What kind of shenanigans is this I come here for the collected issues there's That's no, what I come here there's for There's no collected in these issues no, I'm afraid not It's a one shot Michael A one oh, and done A one and done The Ben Colopy method A one pump chump <laughs> Oh Jesus yeah, That's rough isn't it um, No we have a, a one and done Michael this week It's, a, it's an adaptation Michael mm-hmm. It's an adaptation Done with the blessing of Neil Gaiman Based on the short story From his lauded Lauded 1998 collection Smoke and Mirrors Now Ben hold
1: on a second because what do you mean done with the blessing of?
0: Because Neil Gaiman didn't actively seek this out. Uh, Colleen Doran has, has done many collaborations with Neil Gaiman. Uh, most recently before this, the Troll Bridge.
1: Not familiar with it, Ben. She'll find
0: some of the Neil Gaiman stories and um, she'll pull them together. And uh, Neil Gaiman didn't actively seek her out. Mm. Um, however, when he was approached about licensing the product to her, since he's worked with her before, he was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. That
1: sounds pretty great Go ahead, Colleen
0: That sounds pretty great And then he did a very sound thing That we'll talk about In a few minutes, Michael
1: Now, Ben, you've said that This is from the 1997 collection Smoke and Mirrors 1998 but collection Smoke and, it's and it's Mirrors It's not, though, is it, Ben?
0: Uh, no It was originally published In <laughs> 1994 For the Comic Book Defense No, for the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund
1: yeah. The only reason I know that, Ben Is because you've just told me that <laughs> We
0: have, <laughs> and, I have. Then, and then immediately forgotten it <laughs> Michael, I rely on you Purely to keep me On the right track In yeah. life That's exactly why We do this Do you podcast.
1: want to very quickly tell <laughs> us what the comic book legal defense fund is
0: yeah absolutely uh, basically previous mm. to the foundation of image comics although that's really more of a benchmark uh, the ownership and rights of various comic book artists and writers Really belong to the companies that they worked for, Michael. They were essentially monkeys for hire. They were essentially monkeys for hire, and regardless of their levels of creativity, for example, if you created an entire worlds like a hmm. Mr. Jack Kirby or a Jack Steve Kirby, Ditko. Steve Ditko. Um, Bill Finger. It, you didn't necessarily have a, a leg to stand on um, if you left the company, because the company had bought all your rights. They'd gotten their greedy little mitts all over your rights, Michael. Um, well, well, hold
1: on now, hold on now. The company hadn't bought your rights. Well, you'd kind of given it away in your it's contract. A very, well, it's a, uh, you? well, you're saying that they're your rights. If it's work for hire... They're not your rights, are not they? Your rights, are they? Oh, God. What See? A, what a moral quagmire, a minefield. Michael. minefield.
0: Anyway, as time progressed, Michael, and times did a change, mm-hmm. uh,
1: like that famous Bob Dylan song. And comic books started making a lot of money. And a lot of money. For very wealthy publishers. Off with licensing to mm-hmm. television shows and property
0: underpants bloody bloody a room like this one Michael filled with collectibles yeah, filled with collectibles Um, lunch boxes that began to be rather a raw deal for for the gang and many of the the early golden age silver age artists uh, died something akin to a pauper Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Ditko being a notable example he held an office in New York and died in relative obscurity Um, many, 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 many years later after his greatest work. Relative poverty anyway. Relative poverty, yeah. um, So the the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund was created by a group of artists and writers who were like, well, well, hang on now. Well, hang on now. Mm. That's a rough ale shake. Let's get them some money. Let's get them some bloody, at least a leg to stand on. Yeah. Um, if not some money. And they uh, developed the Comic Book Legal Defence Fund. And many, many authors, Neil Gaiman included, have created works that uh, whose sole intention is for the profit of such mm. to go directly towards uh, helping older artists and maybe forgotten artists and writers to kind of
1: uh, eke out a living, Michael. Hello, I'm Neil Gaiman. And I'm delivering this course on The Great Courses Plus for the benefit of the Legal Defence Fund of comic book people and whatnot.
0: You've made him much manlier. <laughs> and a bit more you've British. Made him, you've made him much manlier. Because Neil Gaiman is very soft-spoken and just kind of... That's a bit more better than he's Neil Gaiman in, he's than in, I did. He's enjoying his, you know... I like, like stories. Did he? And stories are the best. Oh, he's, stories. They're he's so sto- good. Stories, stories are bloody great. Oh. oh,
1: especially when it's a slightly different story to what you're expecting. I oh. made him a bit more northern. Now. <laughs> I don't
0: know. He's Alan Moore now. But look, a lot of those guys came together, and then I think rights and I suppose retaining those rights has become a much bigger issue now in the modern era. Because um, you got superstar writers and artists and but,
1: but in any way Ben but That's in a bit anyway. of a
0: diversion It was a very large diversion A bit of Michael. a diversion but, but
1: worthwhile for this one Because this is a comic book by Noted legal defence fund contributor Neil Gaiman Yes But it's not a comic book by him Ben Is it really? What is it? It's not is it? it, it what it, is it? Was, what's going on? It was never intended for comic book publication
0: Michael it It's was a, not a comic book It was a <laughs> <laughs> What's it doing on comic book podcast collecting issues? What's it doing here? It's been adapted into a one pump chump Um, And Colin Doran came along And she found this And she decided Look this is going to make A bloody fucking great uh, comic book And I'm going to turn it into a comic book Is it a
1: comic book though?
0: Not really, Michael. I suppose it's a piece of art.
1: It's an illustrated short story. It's an it? illustrated
0: short story, Michael, because the words haven't changed, Michael. Mm. Um, there's I think a grand total of maybe 6 or 7 speech bubbles in the entire thing and the rest are is Are there any? Is talk- no there are there are some. Are there there are, some? There's a, there's a rare there we go oh, wait, where's it gone? Hang on, I'm going to Oh, great podcast, 5, in here, Michael. 5,000 words exactly, though. There you go.
1: Look, there's two there now. No, there are. There are one is, or, Yeah, there There's are an
0: occasional word bubble. Okay. But Michael. I retract my one of the most One of the most stunning things about this comic book was the art
1: itself. Oh, we go there. We're going straight well, there. I are mean,
0: we? we need to talk about Colin Duran, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Colin Duran has been working in comic books for a very long time, Michael. Not in the comic books that you and I normally frequent. No. Um, she. Enjoys a biographical comic. She enjoys an adaptation of mythology. She enjoys really anything that's kind of outside of our regular realm of transforming robots and uh, superheroes <laughs>
1: giving each other a punch.
0: Funn- funnily enough, uh, I could see Colin Duran working on something like Sarah, which we've covered in this podcast before from TKO Sarah's Studios, very good, wasn't it? She's kind of um, a realist. Well, not realist. That's that's unfair. She's she's interested in. A more in-depth artistic story, Michael. Um, one of the ones that she worked on, interestingly enough, since we talked about rights and lack thereof in the comic book legal defense one, she worked on a biography of Stan Lee called The Amazing Life of Stan Lee. Really? Um, Excelsior. And she was the lady... Yeah, she just wrote that a thousand times. <laughs> um, and she worked on that. So she does a lot of work in kind of biographical things, historical adaptations, stuff like that. That's a very Irish name she has, Ben. Is she one of those Irish women? She's actually an American lady. An American but lady. But I'd imagine she has some kind of Irish heritage. And... Hmm. Um, and Neil Gaiman we probably know a little bit better and our listeners will probably know a little bit better because he's only kind of, I suppose without him, the big dark comic books of Vertigo probably wouldn't be as, as popular as they are today. He wrote The Sandman and then he writes... As you said yourself, Michael, he loves a story with a twist. Uh, he loves books, a short story. magic. A little macabre
1: short story. A he also twisty, wrote, windy tale. He also wrote, Ben, a very good book recently, which was his interpretation of Norse mythology. Remember it's that? Bloody great stuff, Michael. Very good. Great stuff. And for anyone who's a fan of
0: bloody Amazon Prime, he's uh, the man behind American Gods. He wrote American Gods into a wonderful novel.
1: He did, didn't he, Ben? Uh,
0: yeah. So that's the two lads that wrote it. And this is kind of a perfect marriage of the two, Michael. This is one of his more gothic tales. What
1: are we looking at? I've written some notes down, you know, for our running order, and one of them just says S and M, and I don't remember what that meant. <laughs> is that what? Are, what does uh, I mean by it's that?
0: Commonly known as sadism and masochism. That's yeah, I that's know. definitely not what I mean. Um, <laughs> sadism and masochism. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> completely lost now. <laughs> anyway, I have
1: no not no idea what that means. Um, this I'm is kind idea. of a no. Look, I wrote. I wrote. Uh, what even is it? Who's it by? Fragile Things, Comic Book Legal Defence Fund. Smoke and Mirrors. Smoke Smoke and Mirrors. mirrors. (laughs) That's what it was. Yes. So that (laughs) was our worst (laughs) collecting issues ever. We're so rambling. This was the funny thing for me reading this, Ben, because you chose this one this week. I did. And I was having a read through it going, oh, this is good, isn't it? Mm. It's good. little twist on the tail. A Mm. twist on Mm. the classic Mm. tail. Nom, 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 nom. Nice. We'll talk about the art in a minute, but I was going, No no no, This is a nice little twist. And I was about two thirds of the way through it and I went. I've read this before. <laughs> Wait. Hang <laughs> on a second. No, hang minute. on a second. This isn't just tropes that are kind of ringing a bell with me. I've actually read this before. So I didn't realise it was from the collection Spoken Mirrors. Yes. Until most of the way through it. And then I went, oh, I remember this. Now this is pretty good. Yeah. Very good, Michael. It functions just as well as a little short story with
0: a twist in Oh, I tail. think so. I think I, I don't. Michael, we often talk about whether the art complements the the story here. And I have Mm -hmm. to say, Michael, I have Mm -hmm. to say, a finer match of macabre and twisted words with macabre and twisted artwork, I don't think you're likely to find. Well, let's um, have a little chat first. Let's have a little chat about that. Let's have a
1: chat about the story first.
0: Yes So uh, we all know the story Of Snow White Yes Uh, She had a wicked stepmother Michael Mm -hmm. And she was bloody Cast out into the wilderness With a huntsman But the huntsman Took a look at her And he's like "Ah, I can't kill a little thing Like that That's not on Can't be killing her now And he's like Right look Tell you what You have a little run There into the forest
1: I'll cut out the Heart of a doe I'm
0: used to doing that Bloody huntsman yeah. Do it all the time yeah. um, And you, you go have A little wander there Which again Is probably fairly Morally irresponsible Michael Because she was only 16 at the time Michael but Doesn't he go and help her eventually? Only 16 yeah. at the time Well he gives her a head start Gives yeah. her a head start So she runs off Into the forest She's like Oh god That's terrible Just dodge the bloody huntsman I'm doing a little run Running motion here yeah. and not hear it um, And then She finds herself In a big spooky wood Michael mm-hmm. Big spooky wood But then it's okay Because there's a lovely Little cottage in the spooky
1: wood Yeah wh- Who lives there Bloody,
0: bloody Seven dwarves Michael uh, or... Or... Yeah. Or... Yeah, go on. Seven little people, Michael. Because ah. it's the 21st century.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> <Did> you <laughs> meet seven little people, Michael? I think they are dwarfs, though. Like they're, uh, mythologi- they're, they're mythological, no, they're mythological, mythological dwarfs. dwarfs yeah, it's not the same
0: thing at all. <laughs> it's not the same thing. But you're right. There are seven uh, dwarf people... Um, And they are the mythological creatures dwarves. They're off mining all day. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to work I go. That later became a rapper's song called Hi-ho. And it's got a completely different meaning, Michael. Um... And yeah, she meets them, and she has a lovely little life. But That's the worst joke you've ever done. No, no, it's not. <laughs> That's the worst. It's absolutely joke. not the worst joke I've ever done. Um, Michael. Then, unfortunately, the evil step queen has an awful suspicion because she's like, "That's a doe heart. That's not a real heart." So she figures it out. So she has a little scry in a mirror, mm-hmm. and uh, the mirror is like, "Ah, she's still alive." And you know what? She's an absolute ride
1: Yeah she's the sweetest Of them all Yeah because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. mirror Is a
0: little bit of a perv yeah. She's only 16 And that mirror Later got done For uh, grooming Wasn't yeah. great Straight to jail Chris well, Hansen Straight to jail Chris Hansen was like Hi
1: Hi mirror Hi mirror what Take you, a seat And the what mirror was like I can't <laughs> I <I'm, laughs> can't do a mirror. mirror
0: That's the worst joke I've ever done in the podcast um, But anyway She disguised herself as a witch Gives yeah. her now a poison apple Yeah Bloody Snow White Innocent and naive oh, as, as she Takes a nip uh, dies, true love's first kiss wakes it's her on back, up there and gets back, back. It's a happy tale. Everybody's We've all happy. Heard it.
1: Only it's fucking not, Michael, because this is the classic um, meal, game, classic and meal game and trick of. It's the story you know, but this time everybody's vampires and
0: things a little darker than you remember. Yeah. Things are a little bloody darker than you remember. Yeah, so it turns out w- with no explanation, as far as I can see. That Snow White
1: is a vampire Her mother appears to have been a vampire as well Poss- possibly. possibly Yeah possibly Or did she kill her mother? I mean Possibly
0: We, d- we don't know Michael We don't know We don't know no. But the description of Snow White As you may have guessed from the name Snow White Michael mm-hmm. Has always been that her skin is Snow White Her hair is raven black Yeah And she has, and she has big doleful eyes And red lips And red lips And sure Michael That only sounds like a
1: vampire Sounds a bit like a vampire from the Neil, Do you reckon Neil Gaiman has in his, fo- in his house a folder? Called stories which are the same as other stories, but this time everyone's vampires. Oh, he definitely does. Mm. There's definitely a stack of those somewhere. Die Hard. Yeah, he just knocks them everyone's, out. everyone's vampires. when the comic
0: book legal defense one gives him a ring. He's like, ah, oh, there you go. <laughs>
1: throw back to our other podcast, Benjamin, Michael and Benjamin's podcast on the Shomer Bug Network, we talked nice. about how John Diehard in all the Diehard movies always inexplicably survives. Maybe it's because he's a vampire. Maybe because John McClane is a vampire A Neil Gaiman retelling. <laughs> exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I like it. Think about it. I like it.
0: Think very sexy. It. Diehard. Diehard's yeah. going to get very sexy. What else could be? John McClane like and Hans Groomer are going to be, there's going to be a lot of pubic hair in this. We'll <laughs> get to that in a second. Um, yeah. So this is a retelling where it turns out that the the wicked stepmother is not a wicked stepmother at all. Um, she's she's a little bit of a, I suppose, a a, a magic woman, a, a good witch. She's a bit of a good witch. Yeah, a bit of a good but witch. But
1: there are one or two little moments where oh, she's not she's quite not, as innocent she's not as, as, as she might. As innocent have as she seems. And I like that. And that's I'm what's a, great.
0: It's peppered mm. in there, Michael. Nobody's innocent in this story. I
1: like Nobody. how she just mentions towards the end that the day that the king spotted her and fell in love with her bloody glamour she classed a little glamour on herself and I mean I mean Michael she
0: didn't mention that at the start of the story she not that the first no, time she's real she? sneaky so we got a little bit of an unreliable narrator trope mm. running through this Michael it's very tasty but it turns out um, yeah Snow White was a bad egg uh, in every sense of the word um, and the story that we know is actually her being taken away for the good of the kingdom mm. and in in a sense killed And the huntsman In this story Did his job Yeah And removed her heart But because she's a bloody vampire Michael They didn't, didn't stake didn't, it
1: Didn't stake it no
0: So she, she Hangs it up in a bizarre ritual And puts Roanoke through it And kind of It's a beating heart hmm. Very
1: Edgar yeah, and pole, Michael A
0: little bit was a suspended heart Beating and beating and beating um, And it's a great retelling
1: Michael It's very sad Is you know, it? It is a little bit I There's, didn't find it sad Oh I thought it was a tale of how everyone's bad eggs, except the poor old king. Poor old king. Yeah, um, there's some there's a real twist of stuff going on. In there this boy, is. Michael. It appears that his his daughter was sucking blood from his penis. It doesn't appear
0: that way, Michael. It's made very very. It's very explicit. clear, yeah. It's very clear that this. I don't think she's his real daughter. I think it's like a cuckoo thing where she's oh. where he's being glamoured because she's not. She doesn't look anything like him. Which she, she looks nothing like anybody. Mm. She's completely. That's a good point. Thing. It, it reminded me a she lot. Looks like her mother. It. She looked. She looked like her. M- no, she doesn't. Her mother was tanned. Oh, yeah. It says right. it in the. the no- so I don't know if we have something of a cuckoo thing where this vampire saw a good thing and was like,
1: hey. It doesn't. It doesn't I'm your I'm daughter. A- this
0: is the daughter you're looking for. <laughs> and gave him a little Jedi mind trick. Show me your Willy. Uh, <laughs> now, get it out. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it unfortunately, it's, it's a bit of a, a sins of the past thing going on. Mm-hmm. And what happens is the job wasn't done properly. Um, the Queen interferes a little too much, and it brings uh, Snow White back into her life.
1: You know what's interesting, though? Yes. A lot of the most horrific things that Snow White does in this are speculation. Yes, from or the Queen's point of view. From the Queen's point of view, or from the townspeople's point yes, of view. we don't know. Mm. And she even says, I assume that he went off and did this, the creep. Because um, he, he's he's into corpses. Yeah, the the, the, the handsome prince. He's a necrophiliac. He's a necrophiliac, yeah. Everyone's bad eggs in the Everyone's story. Everyone's bad. <laughs> it's like, um, imagine Die Hard, but John McClane's a necrophiliac. The
0: dwarves are bad. Yeah. Like, the dwarves are grubby little men in this one. They're not at all likable or Disney-vite or anything like that. They kind of worship her as a dark god kind of thing.
1: Well, the, the Queen assumes.
0: The we Queen assumes. It's all assumption, Michael. We never see that. We never see that. Um, Anyway, Snow White lives out her life in this forest And she begins to feed on the fairy folk of the forest And the spirits of the forest Because she's a bloody dark entity And she needs to bloody feed Um, So she goes and does all that And uh, the Queen has to get involved again and comes up with the old poison apple trick. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, we find out that the queen is maybe using magic a little bit more often than we uh, initially yeah,
1: thought. Oh, sneaky sneaker. Because
0: originally it was like, oh, we fell in love instantly. Yeah, and oh, She's a an sneaky blah, magic blah, blah, person. But also, no, didn't fall in love instantly. Bloody, bloody cast a
1: curse. But Ben. Yeah. Even though she gets her and does she deserve to end up in that kiln? <sighs> Get in that kiln? Uh, no, she does not deserve to end up in a kiln. Although... You know, Michael. Maybe they all deserve to. Be maybe in that they all kill. deserve
0: to get in that kiln. Get in that kiln. Get in boys. that kiln. And in this case, it wouldn't be. What are you boys doing in that kiln? It's like you boys stay in that kiln. <laughs> um, sorry, that's
1: a very blatant rip off. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually just flat out <laughs> steal jokes, but this time we we'll make this it an time
0: exception. We absolutely have. Look up Antigona on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Um, and yeah so basically you know it's a little reversal of the story we've always known it's some strong gothic tropes running through this Michael um and the art has a little place in our hearts let's Michael.
1: talk about the art then Michael, why don't we
0: this is heavily inspired by Mr. Harry Clark
1: Benjamin? Yeah I don't know who that is Of
0: course you don't Michael Because he's a rather obscure character I um, thought you
1: were going to say Something negative about me well, No
0: Why would I make fun of you what On the you podcast?
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> looking up the exact
0: date He was born Michael. Part of the right dynamics of the podcast
1: um, The book itself is de- dedicated To Mr. Harry Clark mm.
0: um, With respect and gratitude The artist wishes to acknowledge Her debt to Harry Clark Irish artist 1889
1: to 1931 mm. He's a dub Michael Good lad Good lad, he's and pretty, you'd probably find him down the Omni Centre. Um, the
0: the you probably find him down the Omni working yeah. on his stained glass. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes a lovely picture, that Mister Clark. He does, um, and he was born in Dublin in eighteen ninety nine, um, and he became a, a, a stained glass artist. But Michael, it would be fair to say, and it is yes. widely recognised by many, that he's one of the greatest stained art glasses <laughs> stained glass <laughs> artists who ever lived. Go on, yeah. Um, the finesse with which he works on glass is astounding. The, the level of detail he can put into a pane of glass. Imagine Michael the cover of this very issue yeah. in stained glass. That would be but a Tuesday morning be for quite, Mr Harry That's Clark. quite impressive. Benjamin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, please don't answer this in the affirmative. Assuming that I've done some research, and this is a loaded question. Go on. This is a genuine question. Go on. Is Harry Clarke on exhibition in the Hugh Lane Gallery in Dublin? He is indeed.
0: His his kind of magnum opus, Michael, uh, the Eve of Saint Agnes, based on the John Keats poem, is on full display for free, hmm. um, in the Hugh Lane Gallery here in Dublin. Um, it is an absolutely stunning piece, Michael. And again, the level of detail put into stained glass is just astounding. He w- I tell you what, Ben.
1: I'm going to go have a look at it on Wednesday. When this you should. It's well worth a bloody look, a look at it. I'll go
0: have a look at it. In fact, largely, part of the reason I did this, I was perusing a large online retail website, Michael, yeah. that many people use, but I won't mention until they Amazon, sponsor us. Yeah. Oh, okay. If Amazon wants to sponsor this or the Hugh Lane Gallery would like to sponsor this yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. please get in touch. Um, and I have no doubt that I caught this in my eye because I'm a Neil Gaiman fan and Amazon mm-hmm. sometimes draws your recommendation. But this caught my eye after a tour in the Hugh Lane Gallery. Oh, very um, interesting. And I'd imagine I picked it up for that very reason. Um, I'm glad I did.
1: So tell us about how the art introduced this art.
0: Yeah, so um, you can see here, you can imagine all this as stained glass, Michael. Um, it's done in a style called Art Nouveau, um, oh, which was art. made rather famous by um, Mucha from the Czech Republic. Okay. Alphonse Mucha mm-hmm. or Aubrey Beardsley. Oh, great name! I like the sound of him. Aubrey Beardsley. Um, these are kind of the trio that go together but the lesser known of the trio is Harry Clark. Um, it's these tall, gothic, incredibly finessed, thin lines done in glass and um, And Harry Clarke's style became hugely popular for adaptations of poems or from the Romantic period and things like that. His Gothic style suited. He also did pen and ink illustrations um, across the world. There's a phenomenal collection of Edgar Allan Poe stories with his illustrations to accompany them. And I'm not sure if you like me, Michael, but that sounds delish. Yes. He also did Hans Christian Andersen tales and adapted those um, for illustration. Um, and well you see of, how the influence Feeds into this then Can't you Absolutely um, And Miss Colleen Dor- Doran Duran, Doran It's probably Doran if It's she's probably Duran if she's American Is a huge fan it's probably Of his art And Neil Gaiman huh? Done organised a bloody great thing For Miss Colleen Doran What did he do He said Well you know All of his work Is on display in Ireland and he organised for Dark Horse to pay for her to come over here Is to study. Is that true? Is that true? Um, yes, it's absolutely true, Michael. In 1925,
1: she was born. Then
0: no, no. <laughs> in 1925, um, Harry Clarke sold most of his work to the gallery in Cork to the Art Gallery in Cork. Really? Um, he died very young, Michael. He completed his magnum opus uh, at St. Agnes in. Um, when he was 35 years old and he passed away from tuberculosis at 41 the old Dublin. TB the, the old old consumption TB, the old consumption it got him um, so he was a relatively young man when the he made his magnum opus the old coronavirus so we're going to pass away at 41 Michael and that'll be the end of us they'll put our podcast on a constant loop in the Hugh Lane gallery oh very good yes I've organised it all um, all you
1: have to do is kick the bucket alright um think I'd be willing to make that sacrifice. <laughs> um, Let's talk, Ben. Wait,
0: wait, I've, I've not finished. Have you not you've finished talking bloody, about She got a lovely trip All over right, here. On she'd only ever gotten to study his work in bloody shitty photocopies and ah, little books. No good. And so the, the Dark Horse Entertainment bloody paid it's for her to, to come over. And she felt such an onus to do justice to this that very often, Michael, you'll mm-hmm. find at the back of this book, there's lovely little artist's thoughts. Little artist's little thoughts. Artist panels, Because it's really yeah. her project, mm-hmm. using Neil Gaiman's words. Mm-hmm she takes you through her process of doing these and how she would often draw them and then completely scrap them Michael because yeah, she just felt yeah. n- no <laughs> because she felt they weren't good enough to do kind of joy to her own there's a lovely little thought here at the back Michael about how everybody thinks these are manga eyes they're not at all Harry Clark was doing the big eye manga style way before the Japanese
1: were the eyes look a little bit like a uh, uh, lock and key eyes They do look a little bit Like lock and key eyes Don't they there, There's an awful Lock and key-esque Quality to this comic yeah. Michael the, Except there's Ben Let's talk about The art of this comic now Rather than the inspiration Go on. There's a lot of Nudie pictures in this Well this
0: was your Favourite part Michael
1: <laughs> All the nudie pictures I, I have to
0: admit Michael I pitched this to you Having mm. not read it yet I had just gotten it Had you read the short story I had read the short story And Michael once I read it, I went, well, this is all very erotic. <laughs> there's lots of nudity. Um, there's lots of pubic mounds. There's lots of nudity um, in this. There's a, there, do you know what the the Venus mound she talks about? She gets mm-hmm. she gets bitten on the, the the little chubby part of your thumb, yeah. Michael, yep. and that's called the Venus mound, mm-hmm. apparently, which I never knew. That's where she initially gets bitten by the L Snow White. Um and it's, it's all very erotic, Michael.
1: Lots of nudity. There's, nude there's day. lots of
0: riding. There's lots of lustful thrusts. Nudie pictures. There's a lot of
1: necrophilia. So there's a good bit of necrophilia. There's all a good right. bit of necrophilia. Probably too much. It's very Game of Thrones, Michael. The, there's the, a lot of alliances through dicking. The, yeah, the I mean the eyes. I, the whole thing is very um very lock and key looking. Recharged. The the guy, the prince, the prince who the, who can only get it up if the woman is dead. He looks a lot like Doge. Yeah From, from, yeah. Uh, from um, He does He's a very
0: Caravaggio-esque looking Son he? of a gun
1: Doesn't he Good art though Good art Very Such good uh,
0: Baroque Such enjoyable What were your thoughts on it Michael overall I thought it was very good Ben I'm glad you enjoyed it Michael I, I like when one, one of my recommendations Sidles its way into your likes
1: I did enjoy it Ben I thoroughly enjoyed it I like the art I like the story Even though I was familiar with the story already I like the twist I like how she ended up in a kiln Yeah but <laughs> Tickled my funny bone a <laughs> <think you> know. goon <laughs> Um no, it was overall very good. I like the I like the tiny little nods that everything's not quite what it seems. Like,
0: is everything okay? Is everything not okay?
1: When she admits to um, the fact that she had um, glamoured glamour the crap herself. out of him. I think that was
0: my favorite little throwaway line. See, it it, it one of my favorite things about that interpretation, Michael. I like
1: the consistency of proportions of the characters.
0: They're always consistent.
1: They're wonderful, mm.
0: Michael. It's wonderful. One of the things that I really enjoy, Michael... Go on. It, ...using your interpretation where she might be the bad egg after all... ...because she's an unreliable narrator. Well, they're all bad eggs. They're all bad eggs. Everyone's terrible. Um, a Neil Gaiman story. Um, one of the things I like about that is... ...perhaps, Michael, perhaps our good lady stepmother... ...maybe bewitch the king away from his lady. His good original lady. Mm. And perhaps... In a fit of revenge, Michael. Yes. The daughter sold her soul in some form. Oh. To get her revenge. Think maybe. Maybe. She's only six at the time though, so probably not. Mm. But I like my cuckoo theory. I like the idea that the vampire kind of sidled her way into their lives. Because she can she can transfix people and make them forget But things. we do
1: find out that the daughter, the mother died in childbirth because the daughter. Or perhaps was, she was cursed then. <laughs> yeah. Even the crown looks like the crown, the magic crown from. It's it really quite similar to the art style of Lock and Key. I think this
0: is a little more finesse. A lot, of, yeah, In my opinion. obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. My a little bit
1: more art, art nouveau, which is a fancy way of saying new art.
0: It is well done, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you nailed that one firmly between Benjamin, the eyes.
1: What other? Uh, Neil Gaiman stories where everyone turns out to be vampires would you like to see well Michael you you could just you could just do any of them really Um,
0: I think a lot of his are I think I think Colleen Doran or Duran has uh, a very good insight into to what would suit Neil Gaiman's kind of work I think I would like to see his great uh, Sherlock Holmes twisted tale from the beginning of Fragile Things turned into a turned into a a comic book like this is the that one the where one
1: where Sherlock Holmes put everyone's vampires
0: no this is the one where elder elder gods have taken over Victorian London oh and, um, and it's up to
1: Sherlock Holmes to figure it no, out
0: no 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 it's, it's not Sherlock Holmes at all it's actually Moriarty oh, um, oh so what many, a twist such twists Michael such twists um, so I am I would like to see that transformed I would like to see have you ever seen Harlequin Lover have you ever read a Harlequin Lover I know you probably have I probably have the one have been. where he's followed by a, there's a, a young lady and she has she has a Harlequin protector who's very much in Love with her and she can't see him, um, and he kind of lilts around behind her and looks after her. and It's a nice story. I think it would suit this very well, Michael. Um, in general, if you're looking for stuff to read based on this, Michael, I pretty I strongly recommend Fragile Things. I think it's his strongest collection of short stories. Smoking Mirrors is also very good, but I feel like Fragile Things is where he really came into his own. Mm. Um, if you enjoy this kind of storytelling, bloody Lock and Key, Michael. Lock and keep, Key is pretty you, good. You've you've hit the nail firmly on the head, in Michael. In terms of the art style, it's a Lock and Key's a little bit more straightforward. A I little guess. bit more straightforward. There's not as much. There's not as much airy fairy stuff going on. Uh, Lange, or come all the way over to Dublin and take a look at the bloody Eve of St Agnes get into bloody uh, in the Hugh Lane gallery. gallery
1: i hope they sponsor us after this they, they said won't, they won't. won't they won't they won't well, you know what else you can do ben you what can just it? read bloody if you want to see all the all the stories that you know but everyone's vampires and sometimes the baddies are goodies read any comic by neil gaiman yeah sandman sandman yeah
0: vampires aren't that bad
1: vampires aren't that bad yeah um yeah, he's, he's good at comics, that guy. <laughs> he's good. He knows what he's doing, yeah, that guy. Does, that, that lauded author. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, look, it's a great comic. Pick it up. Check it out. Um, what I wouldn't recommend that you watch if you enjoyed this is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs by Walt Disney. No. <laughs> I don't think those two things line up. Um, I don't think you'd get away with that. One that is very close to this in a much more updated way would be Moonshine from Image Comics. It's about um, the Italian, ma- the American Italian mafia going up against moonshiners who are actually werewolves in in, uh, oh. in southern gothic It's uh, very good Eduardo Riso does the art So it's kind of Dingy and gothic And it's very good Michael Okay good? I'll give it a look
1: um, Yes you should Is that a one and done
0: No that's a, an ongoing From Image Comics mm. It's very good
1: Michael Benjamin That's it for this week Oh good
0: We're already at the end Of our time In two weeks time Ladies and gentlemen we We're taking a look at uh, Mark Miller's Superman Red Sun Oh how timely how timely, because it's just been made into an animated film from mm-hmm. DC. Yes. Um, we're going to be taking a look at that in two weeks' time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't had enough of it... <laughs> God, my brain's not working today. If you haven't had enough of us, ladies and gentlemen, you can find our latest podcast all about lords of luck and fate and how it all shakes out. Um, it's on our regular website. and You can hear us on Spotify. Um, it was released this Monday. If you're going to be at Dublin Comic Con this very Saturday do look out for us we will be there Come over doing say interviews hello if you haven't got coronavirus already yeah
1: don't come to us if you have coronavirus <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay away, away then
0: man. self-isolate
1: self-isolate um, and read some comic books um, you might as well you might as well you've got the I time mean, and if you're stuck self-isolating there's a whole back catalog of, comi- of comic book podcasts
0: for you to listen to <laughs> and we'll talk you through it it'll be like we're in the room with you yeah. but not because we don't want coronavirus no. uh, ladies and gentlemen you can get in touch with us in numerous ways um, we are on seanreview.com s-e-o-m-r-a-b-e-a-g dot com means time Room in Irish it does indeed shock to the gael uh, shock to the gael yeah. uh, we are also on Instagram at Shomer um, if you're listening to us on Spotify give us now a follow give us a follow, give us there. A
1: follow and share it around to your mates stick your matesos in, say stick it in your Instagram story and go this was good you, you should listen to it you cooks give it a bloody listen
0: um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts give us a review mm-hmm. if you're listening to us on Google Podcasts Give us a review. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What's YouTube's just... <laughs> not for puggers, unless you're listening to shit, in which case, hi. Hi, uh, <laughs> That's it from us this week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in two weeks, as we said, with
1: Superman Red Sun. Goodbye. Well, das Valdanya. Get in that kiln. You get. Boys, better get out of that kiln.